Welcome to the Everyday Mormon Podcast, where your hosts will discuss their daily life experiences, all while being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, let's meet your hosts, Moose, Mike, and Ben. Welcome, everybody, to the Everyday Mormon Podcast, episode number two, no, not two, it's 15. <laughs> what was I saying? <laughs> I was going to say 215, actually. But that's not that's not true either. <laughs> uh, episode 15. Welcome back. We call this EMP, the EMP hour. It doesn't really last an hour either. Only like 25 or 30 minutes maybe. It feels like an hour though sometimes. 14, 13, 12. <laughs> wow. Wow. Were you really listening? Thank you, Ben. Thank you. Yeah. Be sure you go on to our social media places. And uh, if you're listening to this, you know, follow those as well. Instagram, Facebook. I think there there may be a Twitter in there. I'm not sure. It doesn't there, matter. There is, actually, yes. Is there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it doesn't matter. Just follow it. Whatever it is. If there's one there, you follow it. That's it. Uh, well. Uh, yeah, if you find it anywhere, just go for it. That's it. Well, we've got, um, we've got some really cool stuff, some passionate stuff to talk about tonight. Mm. And it, man, passion is not strong enough of a word, just so you know. I know. It's a, the strongest word I could think of at the moment. I don't know if there's a stronger word than passionate. I mean, when you really get down to it, we can make up words and we will say, oh, it's awesomely good. You know, we can say stuff like that. But uh, awesomely passionate. <laughs> oh, I'm passionate uh, infinity plus plus. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Hey, that's, that's, that's big. I can't pass that one. Okay. Yeah. It covers all bases. Um, Mike, I don't know if you want to lead us off tonight, uh, maybe with uh, one of the, uh, the topics that we had on tap. Yeah, so there was a, an article uh, that I was reading, and it talks about, and this is, I think, Moose, for you and I, this is kind of key, because it talks about, um, it, well, the title is Understanding of a Faith Crisis, for those who have not never had one. I'll say it like that, because I'm trying to understand, trying to get the audience to understand where you and I come from on this. And it talks about how, if you haven't had that crisis, um, this is what it's like. And you and I, we often share, and and Ben, um, I, I single out Moose and I because we've had these conversations a uh, long, long time ago and currently, even with you, you've heard us talk about how sometimes we just don't get and understand why people choose to um, leave the church or choose to not agree or believe. And so I thought, you know what, I, I need to open up my mind a little more and try to try to understand where other people are coming from. And uh, so this article talks a lot about that. And, and uh, the guy that's in it, he talks about how he was, he was a, a lifelong member and uh, he served. You say was, he is. Right. Sorry. Yeah, he is. And I'm just saying, you know, from, from coming from his past where he is now and uh, he served a mission, but he talks about how he had his own faith crisis and he started to understand what other people had theirs in. Um, and where I think it's key for, for Moose and I is, uh, the reason why I say it is because I also uh, found a scripture as I was um, doing one of the uh, studies, actually. And the scripture kind of helped me understand a little more. And it's in Doctrine and Covenants. I'll just read this real quick. Uh, 40, section 40, uh, 46. To some it is given by the Holy Ghost to know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he was crucified for the saints of the world. To others it is given to believe on their words. That they may, uh, that they also might have eternal life if they continue uh, faithful, and it really hit me, Moose. And maybe this this will help uh, us understand other people more. 
when it comes to these kinds of things. And that is there are two, and obviously there are many gifts, but the two gifts we're talking about here is someone is given to know mm-hmm. and someone is given to believe. And those really are two different, two different categories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, and I'll just, I'll, I'll put it out there for a surety for time and all eternity for every earthly record ever known to man and every podcast on demand. Um, I know, I know, and there's no question in my mind, and uh, I would never change that opinion. I don't, uh, I, I understand faith, I understand I, I have faith, but I'm telling you, when it comes to that particular scripture, I know. Yeah, you know, you know for me, um, as I read this, you know, because I, I'm nowhere near as long a member of the church as you guys have been, but before I was a member of the church, I, I went through the the intellectual versus emotional piece, mm. and and you know and that was for for quite a bit of time, uh, just for and just faith in general was very difficult for me to to separate the two, um, and I say that because you know a lot of the times we seek to understand something we don't understand by comparing it to something that has some kind of physical property or some type of um, explanation where we can say, well, here's, here's what it is. This is what it says. This is what it means. Um, and so you combine that with the fact where you say, um, I don't believe because I, you know, I've been hurt. I've been let down. Um, you know, I just, I don't think anyone hears me kind of deal. And you combine those two and they become powerful together. Um, and I think before I joined the church, um, I, I let that I let that ship sail for me, uh, you know. I let that I let that take hold of me and and kind of guide me in a way that I shouldn't have been guided. And I think as I investigated the church and as I I went through lessons with missionaries and and you know I, and I've I've said this story to you guys before. I can feel like the layers just being peeled away. That 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 heaviness that that um, unsure that cloudiness kind of go away. And I, and I said, and as I got more and more into it, it became more and more clear, and it became more, like I it didn't that I didn't even think about that. Hmm. I, mean, I, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it makes perfect sense. You know, I, I'm I'm with Moose on this, and and I've said this to both you guys. I'm on the I I, I know, um, and if I ever do uh, do leave the church, it won't be because I don't know. It'll be because of choices that I've made, and that's where I feel that I'm at. Um, and, and in this article, as, as uh, Ben talked about, he brought out the intellectual piece. And I thought that was interesting because he, he says the intellectual uh, crisis really involves stuff like church history, um, mm-hmm. specific scriptures, um, and, and things of that nature, which I thought, wow, that, that really sounds familiar. It kind of hits home uh, with, with experiences that we've had in the past with some of our friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's like people start to try to find holes. Let's try to let's try to poke holes in things. And and listen, I I don't care what you know any story of any sort. You know, I'm talking about like even if I'm just talking about a story like something that happened to me at work or if you want to sit there and try to poke holes, you can poke holes in anything. I want you to know that. Right. The difference is is that you have to believe. Right. And I think that that's the part that people choose to do. Do I want to believe? You know, and I think for me that if you if you don't have a belief or faith, 
you're always going to be poking holes and stuff. I, I just, that's just my, my, my opinion on it. I think that my, my point is, is that the belief part is you can still have the belief and still do the other. You can still have the problems. I think that's where you start to question if it's just a belief, but, and I'm not trying to downplay that or to say those who feel like they know, uh, are in a better place. What I'm saying is, is that we have different strengths and weaknesses. And for those who don't feel like they know, but believe that they do have questions about how things happen when, when anytime something new comes up or, uh, looking at old history, you know, things of that nature, and you, you discover something for the first time kind of thing. One of the, one of the things that the article had mentioned was, uh, had, had three things at the bottom I'm talking about kind of, kind of summarizing some of the things that it said, and the first thing that it had on there that uh, I thought was interesting was it said, there is no deadline to figure things out. And it's talking about Correct. a deadline spiritually. And rather than, you know, if you're at work and you have a, uh, something that's due or a report that's due or a school and you have a project that's due, that those deadlines are deadlines. From a spiritual standpoint, it says that there, there really isn't a deadline. And I, 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 I understand that. And I understand that in its you know, length or it's an entirety, but I always think, um, well, there is, a, there, is a, there is kind of a deadline. Um, you know, not, well, not, not to say that it's, it's imperative that it happens within a, a year, but as life goes on, you know, the goal here is to find out what we need to find out while we're here on Earth. And to, if the closer we can get back to our Heavenly Father, the more stuff we learn right now, the things that we can do to make our lives spiritually better it help, helps us, you know, later. And so, I, I, so for that, I, I, I think, think there I is a deadline. Yeah, I think I understand what you're saying when you said there is a deadline. There's a deadline when it, I think, if I'm understanding this right, in physical form. There's a deadline. Yeah, and understand now. There is there is a there's a time where after where things can you know you can change the things or the mistakes that you've made in the past. So I get that, mm-hmm. but I also understand that well, you you want to try to find this. You want to try to come up with a solution if you've lost your way a little bit, and you may not think you've lost your way. And I guess that's my point: is to go. We can all think of somebody in our lives right now or in the past who has lost their way. And in your mind, you're thinking, ah, there's a deadline. And I guess mm. that's, my, that's what I'm saying is that because, you know, some of them could be as close as family. And yeah. if, if they are, then you're thinking about them all the time when it comes to, you know, finding their spiritualities, finding their way back to the church and being an active member and, and becoming closer to our Heavenly Father. Like, that, man, you, you, you just want it so bad right now, and it's not happening. And so that I get when it comes to a deadline where you go, well, we'll just have to try it again tomorrow. And then you might say that, you know, uh, you know 2,000 more days. But th- the point is, is that you want that deadline to be tomorrow or next week. Um, and you d- definitely want it to be while they're still living here. And if not, guess what? That's where the no deadline comes in of going, well, we can do the work after. Then we'll just have to. Yes. We'll and that, to and that's what I, that's what I, what, what I, my thought process on that is. Go ahead, Mike. Well, and I was just going to add, if you compared it to being a child with your parents, um, is the way I see it is, you know, your parents are your parents. When they tell you things to do, you may want to fight it or argue when you're a child and say, I don't want to do that. Or, you know, you, I know everything as you become a teenager, right? But uh, as these things, as you're a child, you still believe and trust in your parents. 
even though you may not want to, or you may disagree, or you may, you know, be disobedient anyway, that you still believe and trust in that. And that's why I have a hard time with this whole point of there's, a, there's, you know, there is no deadline. It, I agree, but I don't know if I really agree. And, and I could be, could be completely wrong on this, but I'm just saying that our Heavenly Father is saying, okay, here's these things. You just need to do these things. Uh, the other things that are going to be a struggle, that's okay. We'll work those out. But these specific things, they have to be done. Mm-hmm. So what do, you, what do you guys think about the, the number two? It says, you are allowed to change your mind at any time. Well, you can thank uh, you can you can thank our, our Lord for that uh, because He's given us Heavenly Father has given us um, free will, and yep. because we can change our mind, you cannot do something that you know you're supposed to do. So you can change your mind anytime about anything on the planet, uh, I guess, and off the planet. So that I agree with. You can change your mind anytime you want. I don't necessarily say I agree with anything that's that the rest of that comment you know has in it, like. Uh, but, but the statement is true. Yeah, because what I see into the statement, and again, I'm, I'm like Moose, I'm not paying attention to the rest of that. But what I'm seeing in the statement is, uh, for me, it's growth. So I'm changing my mind because I've learned something new. Yeah. And, and so I, I'm getting better. And that's what I, that's and, what I agree. And, and, and I want to say something, too, about uh, something here in a moment when we start talking about something. And, and I know we have to move on to our next topic here in just a moment. But, you know, when you think about changing your mind at any time, that could be for a number of things. So as you just mentioned, Mike, growth. I mean, let's say today you're, you, know, you, you haven't gone to the temple, and then you know, next year you're, you have, uh, you've, you've got your endowments and you've gone to the temple. Well, guess what? Some of the things that you, that you didn't know, you now know, and now you're allowed to go, wow, I didn't realize there was, there was this much this or this much that, or you know, just whatever, you learn. And as we'll see in just a moment, change is going to happen. And when mm-hmm. change happens, uh, you better be ready to make those to make that change. Yeah. As, so let's get this third one out of the way. I say that respectfully because I'm, I'm interested in what you're talking yeah. about there, Moose, with the, the change topic. So the, yeah. you know, the third one is you are allowed to say, I don't know. Yeah, and I I don't understand anything other than that. <laughs> I, and because for me, it's always I've always been. Somebody's asked me about something with with the church that I don't have information on, whether it's history, whether it's now. Mm-hmm. Yep. People assume as members of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter Day Saints, you know everything that's come out or everything that's been said, and it's just not possible. Yeah. So when someone says, "Oh, did you hear this?" and you know what that's about, I'm like, "Well, no, I don't. I don't know, but I will check it out." It, because to me, saying I don't know is it's that's a no brainer. But I guess some people struggle with it. Yeah, I, I know. I, I know. I ask you guys a lot of things, and you guys have no problem saying, well, "You know, I don't know." You know what? Let's look. Let's look at that together. Let's let's. And you know, and I think for me, it's a it's a comfort piece because you know what? It gives me that support of saying, you know what? I have someone who's going to walk with me on this and 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 find out with me. So I I I I like I like the line that says you. It's okay to say you don't know because it it, it allows you to say, "Let's look together." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and quite frankly, it's one of my favorite lines of uh, life, um, because I, ha- <laughs> well, that's I like the truth. There's well, no, no further from the truth. Well, because I love to know. I love to know a lot, and I will tell you something. If I know something, I'm going to tell you what I know. And if mm-hmm. I don't know something, I, I you know, a hundred times out of uh, of a hundred, I'm going to tell you everything that I know. And then ninety nine times out of a hundred, um, I don't know if this makes any sense. I'm, maybe I'm not good at math. Um, math is not that good. But uh, <laughs> more often than not, if I don't know something, like uh, there's two ways I'll deliver it. I might say, I don't know, but I think it's this. And that's 99 times a way of 100 I'll say something. 
Um, but I'll, I have no problem saying, I don't know. I have no idea. Because I'm not, I don't know everything, but yeah. I don't know who does. And if, you, <laughs> and if you do, I need to carry you in my back pocket, or maybe you can open up a website where I can Google it. Because, um, <laughs> you, know, and, and you know what I mean? Because I don't think anybody does. It's okay to say I don't know. And whether it's about a feeling or a thought or about a, uh, you know, a something, like a, you know, a, uh, a statement or you know, a fact or a fiction. Like, you can just say, I don't know. I don't know. But it doesn't mean that you're, you don't, you're not all, what am I trying to say? It doesn't mean that you're not uh, knowledgeable because you don't know. You know, it's okay. It's all right. Yep. Take any great I'd leader th- in the universe uh, and ask him a question that he may not know. And I, I, he may not say, I don't know. But uh, he'll, he'll say, well, let's find out. You know? mm. Well, th- there's one thing I do know. And that's the next topic we're going to talk about. Thanks so much. I appreciate you it. Do you know? What do you yeah. know? Uh, um, the most the most important change in the church is yet to happen. You know that that statement in and of itself is super super uh, cool to me. The most important change in the church is yet to happen. What change is that? I don't know. Well, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Be- because when it does happen, it will be the most important. Yes. No different than each change that's taken place. And you think about over the past year, some of the changes that's taken place. I can name a few here for you. Well, hold on. I got to stop you, Moose, because I, that is so profound that what you just said. And, and uh, it's rare that you catch me off guard like that because <laughs> I know you so well. But um, that was that was just so profound. It really was. Because when I read this, I was like, oh, what's the next big change? That's what I thought. It was like <laughs> something else is coming. But when you say the next change is that is the most important one. And that is so key and so profound. And we lose that mm-hmm. because we're waiting for the, because I remember the, every conference since the first conference with president Nelson is okay. What's coming next? Right. What's coming right. next? But not, and not, you know, what he just said. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. It, well, to me that it hit home and I, I, I read something and well, let me just talk about or mention a few of the changes that's taken place. If you think of all the changes that's taken place inside the There's church, a lot, the past couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, changes to ward mission leaders, bishops and stake presidencies, being able to hold temple callings, uh, changes to general conference schedules, elder quorum restructuring, uh, ministering program, um, family-centered church-supported gospel learning. That's a huge one. Missionary Ch- ages. Yes, missionary ages, uh, changes to family study time. Um, two hour block of church services. Two hours. What? Are you kidding me? The missionary, <laughs> the way that they were able to dress was different. Um, mm. Oh boy. Uh, new curriculum, changes in quorums and classes, the relationship between the church and the Boy Scouts of America. That's a huge change. The youth program's changing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then, of course, just representing not just as Mormon, but as the, you know, the name of itself, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. A lot of, lot of changes. And you know what's funny? As I read this, I'm like, wow. Yeah. And I was like, this, because it, it almost feel like so many of them happened so subtle that you didn't even notice until well, someone what, points it out. Yeah. That's what it was, because I was, I was like, wasn't there only like four or five? <laughs> but here it is. This list has like almost 30, right? That's what, that's what I was thinking. I was like, well, okay, well, what kind of changes? There's only been like three or four changes. And, yeah. then when, and then when you read the list, you're like, oh, I guess there has been quite a few changes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, it, just for the just 
for what it's worth, I don't like using the word change because I think that we are in a, a, a constant stage of, and I use the word growth earlier because it's the next step to me. Okay, we've done this. It's just like when, when Christ came and the New Testament fulfilled the Old Testament. When he when he was crucified, he fulfilled the law of Moses by, by doing these things. And so it's the next, uh, for lack of a better word, next evolution right. or revelation. So it's the next step up. So change is kind of like that implies that something is changed. Well, and, and you said it there, the revelation. So we don't just simply believe in the theory of revelation. We believe in modern day revelation. Mm. It, what should we, I mean, this is, this is something that hit home with me and I felt, and my heart burst when I'm reading. I'm like, exactly. We, yeah, should, preach. we should expect change. We should expect new ideas. We should expect updates. We should expect expansion. We should expect the norm to give away to the new. And that's what it is. It's a, it's a revelation to what we're receiving. We should, mm-hmm. we should expect that and not simply believe in the theory of revelation. But as we get it, we need to understand that this is the change. And, and we believe in it and act on it and accept the practice and reality of revelation. Daily, ongoing, persistent, ever-flowing change. So the question is, well, the, the church is changing. Am I? And, you know, during the, you can, let's think about this for a minute. No matter how much the church changes, no matter how much revelation is received by church leaders or by me, <laughs> that's my personal revelation, <laughs> no matter if the 116 pages are, lo- are found, no matter if the remaining two-thirds of the Book of Mormon, um, by the way, which is sealed, um, mm-hmm. is, is translated bringing forth the 1,000 pages of additional scripture, no matter if angels return to the earth declaring glad tidings. Like, no matter what all of these things, uh, it, it, only one thing matters. <laughs> and, and that is that we're, we're able to receive change and know that it's happening and adjust with it. If it's coming from our, our Heavenly Father, um, we know that this is, a, this, is what, this is what we should be on. This is the boat we should be sailing on. And so, go ahead. I, I just, uh, I'm feeling a little emotional here because I, as I read this and as I'm hearing you uh, talk about it again, um, just think about having children. I mean, we were so set in our ways when we got married and then we ha- we changed a little bit for our, our spouse, right? And then we have children, and we have to completely change again. And so the growth process is always there. And of course, this makes perfect sense. And it, it's amazing how it, it takes this kind of article or statements to go, yes, that makes perfect sense. And because everybody is complaining, going, oh, why are we changing so much? What's going on here? What's going on? It's like, really? Just think about it. Of course, it's inevitable. We are growing. We are to become like our Heavenly Father. In order for that to happen, we can't stay who we are. Now, you know, it's funny as you as you speak there about, you know, getting married and your children and stuff. You don't even think about that you're changing. Yes. You just do it. Yes. You just do it. You just, it's, it's, it's like you said, it's, it's normal. Well, and you recognize so, that you need to. You know, well, and, and and you say you recognize, like, I don't even, you don't need, do you put a thought that you need to? You just do it. No, what, what I mean by that is, so if, you know, you, you have your spouse or you have your children and something happens where you might have reacted a different way before and you're like, wait a minute, I, I love this person. That's correct. I've, I've got to act differently. I got to, you, 
And that's what I mean by, you know, yes. you, you recognize that you need to make that change. You need to become better. So, yeah. so why wouldn't people do it for, for, for God? Yeah, well, we, we do it all the time for, for people around us, whether it's work or, or family. And, you know, you, you said there, Mike, uh, for your, when you have kids, you change again. And when you have another kid and another kid, guess what? You've changed again. <laughs> like, you thought you had it figured out. You didn't. And as more kids happen, you go, well, yeah, I got to make that adjustment. And, and that happens to everybody. And, and I tell you this. I'll, 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 I'll say this in, in, in the you know, closing of this matter, because I think we could t- go a long time with this. But, um, and I'll read this to you as well. In all of our excitement and enthusiasm for ongoing revelation and change in the church, I'm hopeful that I'm more excited and enthusiastic to pay the price to have my own heart changed. Perhaps then I can join with the Lamanite king who humbly pleaded with God, I will give away all my sins to know thee. That's a powerful scripture. And I've read that several times, but it's, this puts it into context because you really, you really do want to give away all of that to know our Heavenly Father. And you can't come in with pride. You can't come in, well, what about this? Or I've learned this. You can't. You've got to be willing to just accept it for what it is and be willing to go with the changes. It's great, great read, Moose. Thank you. Hey, thanks for joining us, everybody, on this this episode. Uh, From the guys here at uh, EMP, we appreciate you very much for listening. Please share it with your friends, and we'll talk to you again next week. You have been listening to Everyday Moment Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Email us, podcast at everydaymomentpodcast.com.